Let me see. No, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna add it to the podcast for real. The love boat soon will be making another run. I didn't put the auto tune on that shit yet. The love boat. <laughs> So we um, decided to do this podcast to let people know uh, some information about the cruise. I know that Corey's been talking with the travel agent. He has some new information that he wants to uh, give to you guys, and we figured this was the easiest way to do it. Um, So in this short podcast, we're going to try to keep it under 25, 30 minutes max. We're going to try to give you the perspective from a first-time cruiser, because if you've cruised before then you already know what to expect. So to start it off, Corey's going to give you the information about um, what he got from the travel agent uh, throughout his conversation with her today. All right. So um, one of the things that came up was pricing. Um, One of the things that we've been discussing since I think uh, late April was um, getting your deposit in. Since April, we've done two three deposits already on cabins. People have been asking about why is there a price change and the different prices that are on, or that have been displayed. The reason why is because we've done three different deposits and each deposit that we put down, the price changes. That's the reason why we're putting deposits down so we can lock in that actual price. So, so let me ask you this. So they put, so basically when they put their deposit down, they're locking in that rate that day that they put the deposit in. Correct. Because most people don't know that cruise prices can fluctuate every day. Just like airplane tickets. Right. The good thing about Carnival is, under most circumstances, if the price goes down, they honor the cheaper price, but it's up to you to stay on top of the price changes. Exactly. All right, cool. So what what we're actually trying to do right now is, because we do have a large group of people that are wanting to cruise, um, we're wanting to make sure that 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 first initial price that we have, which is um, like 452 for mm-hmm. the inside, at that particular rate from there going down, we want to lock that particular rate in with all three of our deposits. And once we solidify and make all our deposits, that's the thing that we're going to initiate to Carnival to let them know, hey, we've got all these people coming in. It's only maybe a 5 or $10 difference in pricing. Can you honor us with the initial rate that we first started with back in April. And right. that's where we're going. So at the moment, um, unless you're p- planning on paying off your ent- entire uh, cruise, um, your 150 will solidify your cabin. Mm-hmm. So let me ask this. You keep saying deposits. So let's say in April when you announced that the um, 2020 reunion would actually be a cruise. And I'm just going to throw out just random numbers. Let's say the um, cabin was $500 per person. Somebody left a $25 deposit, right? Right. That means that their balance is now $475, right? Yes. Uh, That would be in April. Then they left another, I want to call it, I want to clarify this because it's not really a deposit. Once you make a deposit, everything else is a payment. Is a payment. Right. So the initial deposit 
is what it takes to hold your cabin or hold your reservation. Everything after that is actually a payment towards your final balance. Correct. Okay, cool. Because I was confused well, um, okay. with what you say in your next deposit and your next deposit. So your your first initial $25 deposit mm-hmm. gets you gets you in the It guarantees group. you a room. Right. It, no, it guarantees you in the group. Oh, right? okay. So... Once you make your 150, then you can pick your cabin, meaning you can get your inside cabin, your outdoor cabin or ocean view cabin mm-hmm. or balcony or whatever you want. Right. But your 25 helps us secure the um 32 cabins that we did for the first block of cabins. All right, cool. That second block was the f- another 25, so we did another 32, so that's 64 cabins. And now we're up to 80-something cabins. So for us to solidify those 80-something cabins, we had to put a deposit down. And so the deposit helps us solidify and say we want those amount of rooms or those amount of cabins. We want X amount of balcony, X amount of ocean view, X amount of inside. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, cool. Here here goes what we need for to, to hold those. Boom. So all those cabins are still there. So when you're ready to make your $150 deposit, or I'm sorry, $150 payment or $125 added to your one, your $25 deposit, then you can say, hey, I wanted an ocean view cabin. I'm ready to make the rest of my payment. Let's make it happen. But until you make that $150, you're just on, you're just in the in the vicinity of getting on the boat. Okay. So let okay. me clear things up. If you were one of the people who made an initial $25 de payment, uh, $25 de payment. If you were one of the people who made a $25 deposit, you now should have paid an additional $125 to total $150 so that you can actually pick the cabin, the type of cabin that you want. Correct. Okay, cool. So everything else, I just want to clear things up. Everything else in between that is an unnecessary necessary. So as long as you've made in total to date payments that equal $150, you can now pick your type of cabin that you want for the reunion. Correct. Cool. So everybody listening, get your money together and get that $150 payment in so that you can choose your cabin. Uh, choose your cabin where I guess we'll figure out roommates at a later date if you don't yes. already have one. If you don't have one. But make sure you fill out that um, cruise form mm-hmm. that is on the website. Right. And get all that information in ASAP. That helps us um, solidify, you know, getting everything in order as far as um, submitting it to Carnival so that you can... As soon as you get your 150 in or whatever, then we can submit that to Carnival and they can start um, building your itinerary right. and getting your cabin. So that means if you have any questions and you have not filled out the cruise form on the website, www.bratsallarea.com, your best bet is to complete the form, hit send. That form goes directly to the travel agent. She is best equipped to answer all of your questions from cruise deposits, cruise payments, um, room types, uh, itinerary, all that stuff. It's, it, it'll save you a lot of time and heartache if you complete the form and just wait a day or two for the travel agent to call you back. Because what's right. happening is people are reaching out to Corey 
and Corey's doing essentially the same thing that you would be doing, except he's the middleman, which is adding time and probably confusion and headache to the entire process. Does that Correct. make sense? Okay, cool. Makes a lot of sense. So, um, leaving out of Port Canaveral, which was which is in Orlando. Orlando is fairly cheap to get to from any place inside the, the continental U.S. I know I'm from Philadelphia. I can usually find flights to Orlando for as low as $80 one way. So, my suggestion is, for about two weeks, if you haven't already booked your flight, you should um, start to monitor the airline of your choice and gauge which days um, tickets are the lowest um, because yes. they fluctuate every day. Yes. So I don't know. That what is it is a hot time of the year. Mm -hmm. um, hot time meaning flying. You know, it's going to be a lot of um, uh, people probably in the area because Orlando is just Orlando. Right. It's a hot, hot city. Right. Um, hot meaning not just weather-wise, but a lot of activity going on. Right. And also, um, please monitor the fact that if you're going to the pre-union, um, you know, get those dates ready as well to, to coincide with the, the cruise dates. Right. Okay. So if you're coming in early, um, you know, the hotel will accommodate you to come in early. Plus, we'll have the pre-union a reunion going on. And then if you decide that you need to stay a day or two extra once you're off the cruise, um, the hotel of our choice, both whatever the one we decide, we made sure we put that, that into the um, RFP um, to accommodate us to, you know, before and after at that particular price that we negotiate with. Mm -hmm. So right now we have not, I repeat, we have not um, negotiated any prices for transportation from the airport to the host hotel or from the airport to the port. Is that correct? We've been in talks um, at the moment, but nothing has been solidified yet. Uh, we're trying to make sure we get the best price available. Um, somewhere within $20 could get you to and from like $10 there, $10 back, depending on uh, which company we use. That's at the high end at the moment. So, I think... Um I haven't been to Orlando in a while, but $20 round trip is sounds um, reasonable because is that is that from the airport to the host hotel or is that from the airport to the port? Because we have, you got to remember, we have two uh, groups of people coming. We have people who are coming for the pre-union and we have people who are just coming for the cruise. So let's, um, let's clear Identify up. That. Let's yes. clear up any confusion. Um, if you're coming to the pre-union, we are working on getting complimentary transportation. Is that correct? Well, no, it won't be complimentary. Um, it will, we're trying to get some buses um, that are transportation buses that will leave from the host hotel to um, the port and also from the port back to the host hotel. Um, with that being said, if you're flying in, um, and you you can make it to the host hotel before the buses leave, then you're more than welcome to pay and get on and ride the bus. If not, if you're just going to cruise um, and you fly in on your particular day before or the day of, then we, we don't have any transportation lined up for that at the moment. You may need to find a way to get there. So, But let me we'll, clear that we're up. still working that one as well. Let's clear that up again. So if you're coming to the pre-union, get off the plane. We may 
have transportation for you, we may not. If you're coming just for the cruise, we may not have transportation for you. That's something totally different. So from the from if you're if you're coming to the pre-union, you're going to be at the reunion, you're going to be at one of the hotels that we have selected, then we will have a bus that will leave from the host hotel to Port Canaveral, All right, Florida, to get on. We're if talking you're traveling. About, we're talking about from the airport to the host right, hotel. If you're trying, okay, from there, there there are shuttles. We do have that's, shuttles, right? That's what I'm yeah, trying to sorry, clear. Up. Hotel shuttles. Okay, yes, there are hotel shuttles that move from um, the airport to the uh, hotels. Yes, that's for pre-union. Pre-union, right? So let's just be clear: pre-union uh, attendees. There should be a shuttle bus from the airport to the host hotel that we choose. So that's clear. So now we have right. to talk about what happens if you're not coming to the pre-union. If you're not coming to the pre-union, you get off your flight, you will have to find your own transportation to the port, correct? Correct. All right. If you're already at the pre-union and you're going on the cruise as well, we will provide that transportation. Or we will provide that transportation at a reduced rate. Roger. Okay, Correct. cool. So that cleared that up. Just in case you guys have any questions, um, the Port Canaveral is about 45 minutes to an hour from the airport, depending on traffic. Um, I've been, I've, I've left on a ton of cruises uh, out of Port Canaveral um, from the airport, and it's a, it's a decent ride. And if you get on a shuttle you may end up on a shuttle that's dropping people off at multiple stops. So your ride could be longer than an hour. Um, if you're going to the pre-union and you're on the shuttle, you're in better shape um, because Kissimmee is probably, or Kissimmee Orlando is probably a little bit further away from the airport, but it's just going to be us. So Roger, we're, we're we not directly you know, dropped off directly at the port. Yeah, we're no not stops. we're not dropping off anybody at, you know, say the beach or anything like that. So we're cool there. Um, once you're on the shuttle, if you've never cruised before, these are these things coming up are very important. Um, before you leave home, you should print your luggage tags. Um, uh, Carnival, they used to send you luggage tags ahead of time. I think they stopped doing that and they want you to print them at home. We're telling you all of this stuff because it's going to make your transition from the airport or the host hotel onto the ship a whole lot smoother. Um, or, before you board the shuttle, make sure you have your luggage tags ready to be put on your bags. When you get to the port, the guys there helping with the bags will staple them on onto uh staple them on so they don't fall off you don't have to worry about that uh in the shuttle you should also have your cruise contract ready and signed and you should also have your um your documents ready whether that be your passport your birth certificate or whatever you have because you're gonna have to show that before you can even enter the grounds before you can even enter the port so there is a security gate there where every customs like yeah like customs yeah area. some type of security check where everyone in the in the vehicle will have to show identification to prove that they belong. So those things those things having those documents and items ready ahead of time will save you a lot of time because if not you're going to be digging through your stuff and trying to find it and people who you're in the shuttle with or in the car or taxi with are going to be upset because they're ready to start drinking. 
Right. Trust me. And make sure you have the appropriate documents. Um, you must have a passport, mm-hmm. a passport ID card, or a birth certificate with um, an ID card, a state ID card, state-issued ID card. Right. All right. So please make sure you have the appropriate documentation. And also, a lot of this information you're you're wanting to get from us. You can also go to Carnival Cruise Lines and kind of look at some of their information as well, which may give you a heads up of what we may miss that you might need to find out for yourself as well. Right. If you're traveling, if you bring in like a, a small baby or a small child, you should call Carnival or call the or get in touch with the travel agent to find out what documents you need so that you can verify that this baby is indeed yours. Um I've seen it firsthand. I've been on about 30 plus cruises. I've seen I've seen parents let me put it this way. I've seen parents um who are there by themselves like without the child's father or anybody like that be denied boarding because they didn't have the correct documentation for their children. Now that were, would be you a were bummer. With me. Huh? Yeah, you were with me. You were with me when we got married and my cousin was there with her daughters. And she is in the military right. and had all her didn't have had their, their didn't have their birth certificate, but she had everything else, mm-hmm. pulled their information up in deers, everything, and they were like, hmm. Right. So just at the nick of time, um, my auntie, her mother was able to fax they had a to copy. Fax they, it. Yep. yep. They faxed a copy of the birth certificate. Yep. And was, you know, if not, she's about to be sitting right there at right. the port in Miami. So I would hate to have someone bring their child and don't have and, and don't have the correct documentation. documentation. It's gonna be a bad that. day for you. They you could cry all you want. They don't care. They're just following their protocol. And their right. protocol is stricter than probably any other you've seen uh thus far. So with that being said, I know you heard all the stories are read on the internet, people sneaking liquor onto the boats. You can do it. Um, I don't suggest you try. <laughs> you might come up empty-handed, unless you're one of these professionals that know how to get it done. Right. You know, the old Listerine bottles or whatever you're going to do to make it happen. Um, trust and believe me, there's going to be enough drinking on the boat right. uh, for you to make it happen. Now, if you, if you want to test the waters... That's on you. That's all I'm going to tell you. But and they do have drink packages and things of that nature that you can get. You right. don't be sipping on everybody else's drink, but, you know. And and I also think um, I've seen them um, break open a lot of luggage and, you know, examine mouthwash and examine um, water bottles. Now, let me, yeah. I, I don't want to misspeak when I say this. Um, there was a time when car, when cruise lines allowed you to bring your own water on board. I'm not sure if that's the case anymore, um, and I should have had this information before we did this podcast, but even if you try to sneak alcohol, listen, it's not like you're sneaking a liter of, of whatever your favorite vodka is on the boat. That's not, it's probably not happening, so it's, it's, it's probably going to be more of a headache for you to try to sneak on a shot or two of alcohol than it is to just spend $15 and buy your drink. You right. understand what I'm saying? Right. So, and they have metal detectors and baggage scanners and all that stuff. So, if you think you're getting over, if you get over, if you try and you get over, more power to you. A, a guy like me, I want to save the embarrassment. I don't, I don't want to be the guy that everybody's looking at and pointing at the entire cruise because I got caught trying to sneak liquor on the boat. Right. Imagine how embarrassed you'll be if that happens to you. Right. 
<laughs> I, no, it's I'm going to tell you, my little brother did it in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's a little bit more laxed, and um, their port, it, it, you you walk through like this long, uh, uh, it's almost like a carport, but only for people, it's a covered area, and he had on cargo pants, and you know, we got off the boat there, and liquor stores all up and down, you know, right, right. up that avenue, yeah. so he grabbed two little, I don't know, fifths, I don't even know how to size alcohol, but he grabbed two bottles, put them in his cargo shorts, and just walked right on the boat. He was brave. I wouldn't have done it, but he's a lot younger than me. And uh, at this time, I guess he figured if I could get it here for X amount of dollars instead of paying double on the boat, then I'll try. But I'm the type of person I don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. All right. Uh, Next, if you're not going to the pre-union and you're just coming off your flight and going to the port, I think you can arrive at the port by like 10 o'clock, but you probably won't be allowed to start boarding until 11 or noon. Right. So is, is that right? I haven't been on a cruise in so long, um, I don't remember. It's been a minute, but mm-hmm. what we're also trying to do is, um, with our group, um, similar to the um, what, what we did when we got married, we were able to get on the boat a mm-hmm. little earlier than everybody else. We right. were trying to um, assemble that with, with them as well, with the group that we have. So... Um, that is in the works so that if you get to the cruise, like we get there at 10 o'clock, nine o'clock or whatever time we get to the, to the port that we can, um, be, um, escorted in, mm-hmm. and get, um, you know, uh, signed up or, you know, move through the line a little faster than everybody else. If you're a part of the Brat group or whatever. So that's something that we're trying to work on and we will find out as soon as, the, the holdup is once we get all these deposits in, once they see the numbers and the money and all right. the other stuff, then they can we can really start negotiating what we want to negotiate. But right, right now, um, it looks good, but until we start dropping these deposits and making things happen the way it's supposed to happen, then we can start negotiating the way we want to negotiate. But right. that's what we're trying to do. We want to make sure that if that is a possible thing with the number that we have, we'd like to be able to get on board on the boat a lot earlier than everybody else so there's not a lot of confusion in our group can stay together right now they may be able to accommodate that if let me just say this if you're on the fence about whether you want to go or not i would say just leave your deposit you have up until a certain date until um you can't get it all returned if you change your mind and that date is sometime next year so if you're thinking about going on a cruise and you can um and you have the $150 that you need to secure your cabin, I would suggest securing your cabin, making plans to go to the cruise. If you decide that you're not going to cruise, you have up until is June. Let me just see. June. I'm going to just try to guess. May, April. April. You, you probably April have until our, sometime yeah. in March to get your full deposit back. Right. Until they start taking part of it because of time. So if you're on the fence... Get your deposit in so that you can reserve your cabin and then do what you have to do to make it happen. You know what I mean? Um, after you uh, go into the registration area, you're going to be at and you check in, you know, where the agents check all your documents, your birth certificate, your cruise contract, make sure your ticket is valid. They're going to ask you to leave a credit card or cash for your sign and sale account. So for anybody who hasn't cruised before, when you board a ship, it's pretty much cashless. What they do is when you um, sign in, when you check in 
at the port, they give you a card, and that card is essentially your money for your entire trip unless you're going to gamble in the casino. Everything else is cashless. Oh, well, let me mention this. If they have comedians or musicians on the ship from um, from land and they're selling maybe CDs or something like that, they don't take sign and sell cards. They also only take cash. So if you're going to buy anything from, let's say, a comedian is selling a CD or something like that or a musician you know, playing the piano or something is selling their CD, they're going to want cash. If you're going to gamble in the casino, casino only takes cash. And if they do take money from your sale and sign card, it's probably at a huge rate at like 20% maybe. So you decide. Um, and if you're going to have, if you're going to use cash, I, I don't know how that works because I never used cash. Yeah, it's been, uh, just, just understand once you get your sign and sale card, um, that would be your, that would be your debit card. Um, attached to you, whatever credit card or debit card that you put on file right. or however much money that you um, actually probably deposit or whatever. Right. So um, it'll be your uh, cruise credit card or debit right. card that you will use. So um, I'm still, I still have like four or five of my cards still laying around here somewhere. Mm. But those are the cards that, that identify you. Don't lose it. You know, keep it on you at all time like a latchkey kid. And... Um, that's how you move. Right. That's how you pay for stuff and get things on the boat. And don't think you're going to get away without paying for it because they will actually hold up the entire ship. They will call your name over the loudspeaker if you have a if you have a balance. A balance. Yeah. The morning of um the uh disembarkation, <laughs> you'll hear your right. name. Uh Blake Huffington to the purser's desk, Blake Huffington. <laughs> They'll call you all morning until they get this money like until say they you get them. Yeah. And look and everybody's in line getting off the boat, turning or, around looking like, or waiting to get off where the boat. Where you at? Right. Where you at? Yep. Oh, he's right here. They're like, yo, man, they're calling you, bro. Mm -hmm. Trying to get off the boat. Yeah, you definitely cannot yep. get off the boat if you owe them money. And don't think you're nobody. Gonna... Nobody getting off the boat. Nobody gets off the boat. <laughs> they get they, they getting their money. Right. So make sure your debit card got enough cash in there. You don't want that coming back uh, denied. Mm -hmm. um, right. Also, if you're traveling day of, or if you're traveling from the host hotel. Best believe that they're going to take your photo um, once when you register and that they take your photo because when you get on and off the ship, you scan your card and it shows your picture. It's a security right. measure. Then they're also going to take another picture um, in front of a facade of probably the ship that they're going to try to resell to you later that night, you know, as you go to dinner. So right. be prepared. If you're one of those, uh, I need to always look great in photos, then be prepared because they're going to hit you twice within yeah. 20 minutes. Really quick. Yeah. So if you've never been on a boat before, you're probably going to be in for the shock of your life because for the first day or two, finding your way around the, the ship is going to be a challenge. Um, cabins. You will get lost. Yeah, you will yeah, be you'll lost. Get lost. Cabins are pretty much easy to find. There are signs everywhere. But the things that are hard to find are like the dining rooms, the auditoriums, the um, like casino, like the smoker's lounge and all this other stuff. You know all the food and all the entertainment is on probably deck 11 or 13 or something like that, the Lido deck. That's where you find all the pools, food, entertainment. That's where the party's at. Um, but everything else is going to be kind of, I don't want to say shoved off into a corner because that's not the uh, correct adjective, but everything else is going to be tucked away nice and neat and 
probably very difficult for you to find those first two days. And the thing that that kills me every time, well, this will probably be the, one of the longest cruises I've gone on. No, nah, I think, well, no, nope, it'll be it'll be even to the, one of the longest. But mm-hmm. as soon as you find your way around, it's time to get off the boat. That's true. That's <laughs> Once true. Once you get comfortable, and you're like, yo, the gym is here, the spa is here. Right. This is my favorite place to eat because nobody ever is in here this particular time. I can go get my snacks and vittles and all of that stuff. Right. And then I can go over here. And, and once you get comfortable, and every you moving like you're, you know, you just moved into the apartment. And mm-hmm. you're like, Bruh. time to go. <laughs> time to get off. Get off. Um, yeah. One other thing. I think um, for the entire week from Monday to Friday, you have a gratuity of $55.96. So let's just call it $56. Let All me right. tell you what that $56 is for. That Please, 56- listen, listen, listen. listen. Go slow, ahead. This, slow this one down. Slow mm-hmm. this one down. If you ain't heard nothing else that we said and you are cruising, hear this part. Right. Make sure that you slow this down and make sure you articulate this $56 that you're giving up versus right. what you could. Right. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I don't know what the what it, what you could give up. Let me just right. say this. If you were to divide 55, 56 by 5, so you're on a boat five days essentially. Let's just round it up to 60. That makes it easy. That's $12 a day. Right. That $12 a day is going to tip the person who makes your bed, cleans your room, brings you lunch, breakfast, and dinner. Stop. As my man said, keep it moving. Going to keep it moving. No, we're going to put the brakes right there. Okay. They must understand that you can have cabin service. Mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. Right. So you can have somebody bringing you your food every day, all day. Right. Go ahead and I'll finish. So that $12 a day is going to essentially pay these guys' salary um, to take care of you for that entire week. That is your the person who cleans your room, the person who um, services you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And there are a couple other people who eat from that $12 a day. So do us all a favor. Don't try to not tip. That's such bad etiquette. Hmm. What I suggest is you tip more. You can tip on top of that if you like. So normally what we do is we hand the people who have shown us the best service cash. Cash. Nothing speaks louder than cash. So Especially right in their face. Pow. Right. They, do you do it in their face or you give them that envelope? Or in an envelope. You know right. what I'm saying? But well, we, we give it to them. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I, I hear what you're saying. We give it to them in an envelope and we like sincerely say, say thank you because right. the, of, the, of the the work, the customer service that they put in. Now, mm-hmm. you must understand, if, if at, at the very least, if you only put this $56 in, that, that $56 covers all of your gratuity for the boat. Now, right. you could be the, the cheapskate. Right. And... Do it that way. It's not even being a cheapskate. That's what they required. That's what you did. Right. It is what it is. Right. But once you see how you come in and those tiles are folded and animals and all kind of stuff and your room is clean and you mm-hmm. couldn't find something and they found it in the sit on top of your dresser, and, mm-hmm. you know, it goes on and on and on. You're like, wow. Right. You know, you should be able to tip them and, you know, but this is very important that you do that. Man. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't play games. So one other tip, I have a tip, um, that I want to give anybody who's going on a cruise. Those, uh, I haven't been, I may have been on this, this ship previously, but I don't remember. What I do remember is 
prime um, real estate around the pool goes quickly. So I don't know if they are... Huh? And secure. You have to get up early and uh, yeah, you secure do. land early. But I don't know if they are enforcing the no tile left behind rule. So basically what that means is if you get up, let's say 7 o'clock, go put your tile on a chair, and then nobody sees you for an hour, they can remove your towel. Mm. And I'm one of those people who remove towels. <laughs> right, so you haven't been sitting there for a while, right? If I see that a towel has just been there, I'm I'm calling security. Like, listen, I want this chair. This person hasn't been here for an hour. What happens at that point is the security watches the chair for like 20 minutes. If nobody comes back to it, then they take the towel. So don't be the 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 whole who who's reserving seats and not sitting there and not coming back out till 10, 11 a.m. It's unfair Man. to to the other passengers. We're gonna have a crew. So we're gonna be we gonna we definitely gonna be holding up a whole lot of real estate right. on the boat. No, no, I so get it. We should be fine. But but yeah, just give them that tip. You yeah, know what I'm saying it's, that's you gotta understand. We're on a boat, right? So the real estate is gonna be taking is gonna be taken up very quickly, especially if they watched any of those videos that we saw mm-hmm. that are on the website. That gives you kind of an idea. Just imagine us having about a hundred, two hundred, right, two fifty, three hundred people right. on the boat that belong to us. Yep. So. So hopefully, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Nah, just listen. It's very important that um, that you go to the website um, and look at the form and fill the form out and submit the form. And if you have uh, the people that are going to be your cabin mates, um, it's not necessary that all of you guys and gals fill out the form. If me and you, Blake, are going to be uh, sharing a cabin and we're cabin mates, then either yourself or myself only need to fill out one form. Cool. And then we will, uh, with that, just make sure that you have all the appropriate information. Like I would need your your email address. I would need your um, your information, your passport information, birthday, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It just kind of keeps us from having to do double work. Right. Instead of me seeing, you know, Corey has Blake as a cabin mate and then, I get all the information, and they come back, and then there's another thing that says Blake has Corey as his cabin mate. Right. Double work. It's confusing. Right. So uh, that's it. It's short and sweet. Um, Cruise information. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you. If you have any questions, fill out the form. The travel agent will get in touch with you ASAP. I think, what does she have a service level agreement, 24, 48 hours? Monday through Friday. Um, at the moment, what right. she's going to do is um, we do have a little uh, form that she has filled out that mm-hmm. she's going to be emailing back to everybody. She has some dates and times right. that she will be reached, that she would like to be reached during that particular time, that she can actually just devote all that particular time to taking payments, answering questions. And it's going to probably be toward the weekend. Okay. Now, as we start getting closer... Um, obviously we know we're in the, in the realm of the holiday season, going back to school and all those things. But as we start to get closer to that February deadline, um, we, she will start opening up a little bit more for, um, more conversation, more, um, uh, bantering back and forth, you know, with the questions and Mm -hmm. things of that nature, uh, receiving payments and all of that. Right. Um, as we get closer. So, uh, right now, you know, it's on the weekends. Um, if you have any questions, I don't have a problem, you know, reaching out to me to try and answer some of them. But as far as payments and stuff with that concern, she's going to take care of that. Cool.
We out.